Hi, I'm Zach, and welcome to the IB Voices podcast. Teaching is a demanding job, and teachers already deal with a high level of stress on a daily basis during a normal school year. Now, as a result of the protective measures that have been put in place around the globe due to COVID-19, teachers have suddenly needed to move to a completely new way of working and adjust mentally, physically, and emotionally to those changes. So, how do we adjust? I chatted with school psychologist, Dr. John Kelly, from the Comac School District in New York to find out. So before we begin, I wonder if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and, and telling us a little bit about what you do. Sure. My name is uh, John Kelly. I am a school psychologist up on Long Island in New York. Uh, I work in the uh, public schools up here in a, um, a medium-sized uh, school district up on the north shore of Long Island. This is my 34th year, proud, uh, proudly say 34 years wow. in the public school system and working as a school psychologist. That's incredible. And you are familiar with the IB? I am. We have an IB program in the high school that I work in. Excellent. So due to the COVID-19 pandemic, teachers are suddenly working in a completely new way. And there's a lot of adjustments that they need to make mentally, physically, and emotionally. This is a big question for a relatively small podcast. So what advice would you give to teachers in our current climate to help manage their overall mental and or emotional stress? It is a big question, uh, but yet it's an important one for us to talk about. Um, These kind of reflect some of the conversations I'm having with my colleagues, both in the IB program as well as the general education program. And, And quite honestly, I think I would say the first and foremost is we recognize we're living and working during unprecedented times. There, there really is no playbook on educating students during a pandemic. Uh, and so we know that the physical distancing presents many challenges in terms of reaching our students, uh, engaging them in learning. Uh, and then you have, of course, the, the social and emotional impact of the pandemic, where students and teachers alike are experiencing some pretty significant disruptions and, and personal challenges in their life. I mean, you have teachers who are trying to balance home life and work life. They're, they're learning new technology or methods of teaching. Um, students are, are, are socially isolated from, from their peers. They're being called upon to be more independent in their learning. So unfortunately, many students and teachers find themselves in situations that uh, are, are difficult and, and not always conducive to, to learning. And then, of course, unfortunately, we have some families or students and, and teachers who are, who are living in families where it's, it's a pretty toxic or harmful environment, and school is really that refuge for them, and that unfortunately has been lost. And so all of this, we know, will impact how we're feeling. Some of the things that I talk to my colleagues about are, are things like keeping things in perspective, recognize the limitations, but I think it's also important to be excited for what I call new opportunities to grow, both personally and professionally. Through challenges, we can certainly grow. I I think also what I talk to my colleagues about is keeping a check on how you're feeling. Share with family, share with friends, share with colleagues, just how you're feeling. We we have a weekly meeting with the school psychologists and social workers at at my building, and it it used to be kind of our weekly meeting to talk about students and and talk about issues that, that we were dealing with. And quite honestly, over this last month, month and a half, it's transformed into online 
meeting that, that we stay in contact with each other. And more times than not, it's just, you know, talking about how are you doing, how are you feeling, how are things going. So I think that that's still an important outlet. That while we're physically distant, we need to maintain that connection. And then I think, you know, quite honestly, it's important to build in downtime. Almost give yourself permission to rest when you're not feeling your best. Because I think, first and foremost, we need to recognize we are human. We all have our limitations. Absolutely. And for teachers who I believe are superheroes and superheroines and just all-around all-stars, what would you say to a teacher who might feel guilty about taking some of that personal time? Well, that's a great question because I think, you know, when we talk about taking that, uh, that downtime or, or taking some time for ourselves, there's almost a feeling that we're being selfish. We're somehow engaging in something where we should be giving to others. And, and yet we know we cannot be effective professionals uh, unless we really do take that downtime to rejuvenate and, and engage in something that's going to help us to continue on the good work that we're doing. Absolutely. So you talked a bit about the overall management of mental and emotional stress. I wonder if you could also comment on some advice that you can give teachers regarding how to safeguard their physical well-being. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of carrying on to to what we were just talking about, um, you know, the concept of self-care is critical to promoting both emotional and physical wellness. Self-care is not this emergency plan that, that we put in to rescue ourselves when we're in the midst of a crisis situation. Self-care is really something that we need to incorporate into our daily lives. A good friend of mine and colleague, uh, Lisa Kelly Vance, talks about creating our own individualized energy plan, or an IEP for ourselves. And included on this are, are activities that really help to rejuvenate uh, and, and revitalize both our physical and our emotional well-being. I can't tell you what should be on your plan. I think it has to be uh, personalized and individualized in many ways. But on the plan, we need to account for not only our personal needs. So for me, connecting with others is, is critical. Eating and sleeping properly, uh, physically exercising engaging in some type of mindfulness or meditation exercises, doing things that I enjoy, my, my, some of my favorite activities, playing or listening to music, painting, drawing, writing. So these are all activities on our personalized energy plan, and that becomes an important part. But also on the professional side, we need to engage in professional self-care. During these times of high stress, going back and, and connecting with our colleagues, engaging in online professional development. There are some amazing opportunities that, that, are, that are out there. And so taking that time to connect to our professional side, supporting or mentoring others. I have found personally those, that's a very important and, and fulfilling type of activity where I'm mentoring younger colleagues and working with them, not only in terms of managing what they're going through here, but certainly managing the, the overall process of developing in, into a, a profession. And then finally, I think for me, an important part of the self-care is going back and connecting with our why. You know, why are we doing this? What, what, did, what got us into this profession? And sometimes we discover a little bit of that idealism that sometimes we, hmm. we, we started out with that over the years uh, we sometimes lose. But in order to rejuvenate ourselves, again, both physically as well as emotionally, connecting with that why is a critical piece. You know, as they say on, on, on flights, you got to put on your oxygen mask uh, first before you help others. So I think that that's the important piece of, 
of that self-care. Yeah, that absolutely rings true. So I have another question that wasn't one that was sent ahead of time, but I'm, I'm really curious if in this high stress environment, I wanted to ask, is all stress bad? Well, that's it's actually a great question, Zach, because I think, uh, quite honestly, no. The, the, the simple answer is not all stress is bad. Stress in and of itself is, is a very normal and natural emotion. You know, going all the way back uh, in, in the fight or flight reaction, our stress reaction, that really helps prepare us to react uh, should we need to in, in certain situations. To me, it's more a matter of how do we react to the stress? How do we manage that stress so that it doesn't become overwhelming to us? So uh, a certain level of stress is actually critical. It's critical for students to feel, you know, some some level of, of, of motivation, some level of, of stress there that will kind of keep them focused. Um, it's important for us as professionals to feel some level of, of stress to, to kind of keep us moving towards, you know, whatever the goal might be. However, clearly when stress begins to build to a point where it's difficult to manage or overwhelms us, that's when it becomes problematic. And so really the key is to you know, have a level of stress that is manageable, but engage in some of those self-care actions, engage in something that's going to help keep it from that tipping point of it becoming more problematic. That's really interesting. So correct me if I'm wrong, but sort of what I'm hearing is that if you are new to managing stress, success isn't found by eliminating it. It's found by managing it. Correct, oh. absolutely. Very interesting. Well, before we go, I wanted to ask you if there's anything you'd like to say to our IB community. You know, I, I, I admire the work that, that we're all doing for our students. You said it before, the heroes and heroines of, of, of those classrooms. And I think we need to take pride in that work. Uh, we have all been called upon to do some pretty extraordinary things, uh, you know, across not only our nation, but across the globe. And so I just want to applaud the work that we're all doing and take pride in that. It's something we don't always get uh, accolades for, but we're showing our true colors during this current crisis. Well said. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. And thank you for everything you're doing for your school and your students. Thank you. Stress can be useful. Huh, I didn't know that. Did you? So, to sum it up, mismanagement of stress can affect you emotionally and physically, and that engaging in self-care is the best way to keep your stress at a healthy level. And don't just partake in the activities that bring you joy, but also try to reflect on your why. Remember what brings you a sense of purpose and forward momentum. Thank you, Dr. Kelly, for your time and for all of the work you do for your IB students and their families. And to all of you out there, be safe, be well, and we'll be back soon with more stories from our students, schools, educators, and more.